1: From what I can hear of the, uh, the rookie president is that um, he's transactional, he's a negotiator. So what is he promising? What is he granting or withholding? Rookie's error, Donald Trump. He may be a great negotiator. Rookie's error for bringing this up in a day, and clearly we're not ready.
2: Debate on health care is like death. This is Armageddon. Oh, this is a very big deal.
3: It's time to talk money. Financial Guys. It's the Financial Guys radio program. It's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Now live from the WBEN studios. Here's Glenn Winkel and Mike Lomas.
4: Alrighty, welcome back, News Radio 930 WBEN. It's a new one, Frank. Love it.
5: Nice job. Nice job, Frank. I love it. It's Appreciate good. it. Yeah.
4: I'll, uh, we'll owe you uh, a little bit of a tip at the end of the show, I guess, huh? Keep it up. Keep up the good work. That's awesome. Funny stuff. Uh, News Radio nine thirty WBN Mike Lomas Club Wiggle Financial guys I feel like we live here Glenn like uh, I feel like-
5: right been a- <laughs> we've been here a lot this week roll out the cot I know filling <laughs> in for Sandy I Beach twice to put us
4: on the payroll be good <laughs>
5: <laughs> that's right <laughs> maybe that's right. this year we'll get that invite to that uh, holiday thing or the, the, the whatever they have every year you know Not really well
4: the, the intercom invites us to the holiday <laughs> thing it's everybody else in the entertainment. Uh,
5: You know, in the um, like the Hall of Fame. Yeah,
4: radio, TV, everything else. I forget our invite, but Intercom treats us pretty well. Well, At least we get free. We do get free hors d'oeuvres for the Christmas party, so that's cool. Yep. What else can you ask for, right? Coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. Debbie Merriacker takes <laughs> care of us. That's true. That's important. Yep. Uh but really hey by the way thank you for Tim Wanger allowing us to fill in for the great Sandy Beach this week. Really cool when we have the opportunity to do that, you know. Huge shoes to fill. Never actually be able to do that. There's no way but uh Always cool to have the opportunity, you know. Joe Beamer, uh, Tony Caligiri, all great people. You know, have a lot of fun with those two, and uh, we were, uh, you know, going back and forth with Beamer, Joe Beamer, having a ton of fun with him this week. So that was it was good. Always a great up. It breaks up our week too. I mean, usually Monday sure. through Friday we're managing money, and certainly we were in this week because Sandy wasn't feeling well. Well, I think he felt good. He just sounded terrible.
5: It's, it's <laughs> the, yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that respiratory throat thing that everyone in the entire country yeah. seems to have. Yes. Yeah. I talk to people. We've got partners all over the country. I'm on the phone constantly talking to different folks, and I'm talking to people in California. They got the same hacking kind of
0: cough. Yeah, I it's, it's funny. It's not. You'd think, Florida, well, it's, same.
4: you attributed to the cold weather, but it's really not. Yeah, right? There's been more not. people in our in our Florida office, I think, sick than our Buffalo office. Yep. So it's going uh, all around the country, absolutely. And of course, uh, you know, we're gonna. I don't even know. Or there's no way we're gonna get to everything today. I mean, we. I usually have two or three articles in front of me. We don't get to all that, but uh, I, I have ten or fifteen things that that uh um you know that you've printed out or that you emailed to me and uh, we'll never get to all of it but
5: no but with well, the market going on this week i mean we focused right. on a lot of the market stuff and while everyone's focused on the roller coaster ride that this week was behind the scenes and kind of quietly left out of a lot of the news is the fact that uh Todd Howe which was the star witness uh against the uh, uh Prococo, was arrested on Thursday night yeah. Uh, it's it's seriously like so, Goodfellas
4: or the Mob of, or something. I mean, absolutely uh, crazy. One of the articles you sent me, Giambra, said the same thing. Like, <laughs> yep. uh, unreal. It is really truly unreal what's going on in Albany with and these are people, by the way, that are not only friends of Cuomo. Oh, this is out of circle. their own mouth, it's their they're just like brothers. They're family, right?
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is inner circle, right? This is right, you know, right there. So this uh, Todd Howe is what lobbyist and fundraiser. Uh he was uh Como's confidant. he was a chief of staff at hud uh He's been the money guy right, so he's been the guy who's been out there raising money. This guy is a dirt bag with a capital d yep. i mean you when you go through how admitted intentionally breaking twenty seven legally binding contracts, not paying his bills from contractors landscapers car mechanics even his son's tutor he said <laughs> How said the, now this is on a cross-examination by, by Prococo's attorney trying to discredit yeah. uh, How which I mean how much more discredit can you get them being which, arrested by the feds right which I mean, didn't it, take much right it, it didn't take much House
4: you don't need is, a Harvard educated no, attorney to cross-examine no. this dude
5: honest to gosh How said victims of his many schemes included friends he scammed out of 50,000 in 2007 nice. a second cousin who loaned him 82000 to buy a house 20 oh. years ago based on Howe's promise to pay him back in a month and a half. Howe said he, couldn't, he didn't make good on the deal for five years but claimed that he couldn't recall if the relative had sued him that had his salary garnished to get the money back. How do you forget stuff like this? So, you know, the, the cross attorney is asking him, you know, so there were others who had to sue you in order to get the money. Oh, yeah, several, many, he answered <laughs> under under oath. Like This is uh, his inner circle. This is his buddy. This yeah. is the Goomba, the family right. of Governor Como here, right? Yeah. Now, you guys, these guys are sending emails to each other talking about. We're gonna need uh, some more boxes of ZD over here, which is a, a term they use in The Sopranos. It's an email; they've got yeah. it, like in, That's in right. testimony. Like you That's think right. it's this is like a bad movie script? Yeah, except the, the bad part is is that we're paying their 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 salary. Absolutely, record salaries. Right? This is this is, salaries, by the way. this is insanity to me. Yeah, re- record
4: salaries. By the way, record pensions. Right. Just not enough for these scumbags. So good. It's a good thing though we ended that Moreland Commission to look into some of this yeah. stuff, right? When does this stuff bleed to Andrew though? When does it say, okay, enough is enough? You've you clearly you've surrounded yourself with dirt balls, right? The state is totally broke. Uh, you know when does it? When does it? You know when does New York City say, okay, enough is enough? It's like enough Hillary is Clinton. enough.
5: It's the same thing. She gets away with. Av- They're still talking about Russia. I heard. A, I watched a, a news clip yesterday on Fox. Uh, early this morning, I think actually it was, and it's amazing. They're still talking about, well, the proof is that they took a a, a meeting with a Russian attorney, which was a total setup. They took yeah. a 30-minute meeting. No money or information was exchanged hands. Yeah. Now, what else has come out this so, week? So
4: what, by the way? So what? Are so, you, what? so what? Right. You're, you're, you're taking well, a meeting with a Russian attorney. So what? Why Democrats, not? Don't you want good relations, right? If they weren't taking appointments with Russian attorneys, they'd be saying, look at, they don't want to reach out, right? I thought we wanted to reach out. I thought we wanted to love everybody in the world. No?
5: But some of these Democrats, Adam Schiff and the other – I can't think of the guy's name – was actively reaching out and talking with Russian operatives to get what they thought – it was a total scam. Just they fine. Just made a, they made a fool out yeah. of Schiff. Uh, because uh, one of the TV, I think, radio stations over there played a prank on him, basically, and said they had uh, nude photos of, of Trump and somebody else. And He <laughs> bought it lock, stock, and bread. He's like, when can we get a meeting? When can I fly them? When can I get my hands in these? What can I get these? This is the ranking Democrat member on the Intelligence yeah. Committee in the House. Like, this is scary stuff. That's what right? you
4: do, though, right? That's what the Republicans <laughs> should do. Is just plant fake and r- let them run with it. Here you go. Here, <laughs> here you amazing. go. It's in this box over here, 2,000 miles away from you. Fly and go get it. <laughs>
5: I mean, if some of this stuff is Really amazing uh, so, but it, hey, good you know
4: good news though this week, Glenn good news, I was up the other night all night, I know you were as well yeah. uh, the non essential workers are back to work, and Thank the God. Democrats i mean Republicans Democrats- Repu- i don't know I, I get confused now uh, we passed a budget record but record amount of money that we 're going to spend. Yeah and uh, can't, may, find, a
5: nickel to cut can't
4: find a nickel to cut anywhere you know the shrimp running on a treadmill why lesbians are fat none of that is going to get cut out in fact we're going to spend even more a, a, absolute joke and shame on shame on trump actually for signing this pay, piece of you know legislation garbage yep. garbage shut the government down. Trump said months ago, he said, look at, I'm up for an old-fashioned government shutdown. We should shut the government down. Instead, oh, all is- the non-essential workers are right back to work. It's a joke. And don't please don't send this text. I work for the government. Look, we understand there's a lot of hardworking people that work in the government. And many of you have told me out of your own mouth that there's so much waste and you're sick and tired of it, right? There's so many people that say, I work in this government agency, Mike, but you wouldn't believe the number of people who don't show Up to work. You wouldn't believe the layers of administrative garbage that have no clue what we're doing, yet they're still on the payroll. There's all kinds of waste in government. We went through on Sandy Beach the other day. I should have saved it. I don't know if you still have it, Glenn, but the list of waste, you know, just the stupid things that we're spending money on, giving people money to start up pizzerias and everything else. And, uh, and and we're broke. We're broke. $20 trillion in the hole and climbing, right? And climbing. And climbing.
5: Yeah, see, and that's the problem, right? So when you talk to the Republicans, like, well, we got to grow our way out of this. Yeah. Well, that's true. I agree with. <laughs> if that's we can part of it. Gr- if we can grow it 4 to 4.5%, that's part of it, exactly. Yeah, that's What's part of What's the part, Mike? Yeah. What would that other part be? Yeah.
4: Well, I'm not a rocket huh. scientist, but I would say uh. cutting some of the waste out of government and cutting a lot of it. I mean- yeah, when- what a you joke! Gr-
5: you can't grow the federal budget by ten percent, yeah, <laughs> right? The, the expense side of the equation by ten percent, right? And grow the revenue side by four percent, yep. and somehow think that that's going to be able to to yeah. get to a balanced budget, and pay down the debt. Yeah, and, it, See, and here's the-, the thing, guys: you got to cut the spending to be flat. So if you don't spend, or you hold it to maybe the rate of inflation, which is like two percent. Sure. And you could increase by four and a half. Yeah. Well, okay, now we're well, getting somewhere. Yeah, right?
4: but we you you and I I mean we both know, right? And, and look at we, we took this one time government stimulus under Obama, and Obama turned it into the every year budget, right? That's right. So there exactly. is we were just fine before that and we'd be fine now. Go back uh you know to three trillion. Yeah, go back to a normal spending pattern. Look at the government was meant to do maybe a few roads and bridges, which they do a really crummy job of of that, maybe and protecting wall. us <laughs> and protecting us right, other than that, get out of our lives because you're doing a miserable job of it uh let's you know we got to take a quick break here. We will talk markets by the way. if you have financial questions, make sure you hop on board. I know a few people have already texted in thirty nine thirty if you'd like to text in. we'll answer some of those text questions on our. Uh, after the break. If you want to hop on board here, 8030930, star 930 on a cell phone and 1-800-616-9236. We will be all over the board today. We understand the markets have been choppy. We were on twice this week on Sandy Beach talking about the volatility in the market. By the way, not the time to panic. Please don't do that. Don't put your head in the sand either. You know, our portfolios, we always talk about making subtle adjustments along the way. You know, somebody actually called me out at the Sandy Beach show. They sent in a text that said, Mike, I'm so sick of hearing you say the word diversify, diversify. Well, too bad. I'm going to say it again. Diversify, diversify, diversify. Absolutely the way to defend yourself and take subtle, small changes, moves to be able to take advantage of this volatility. The world is not ending. Every time the stock market has a correction, you hear words like uh, you know, imploding and exploding and uh, you know, the, the world is ending. It's not ending. You make Tough decisions. When everybody else wants to sell, that's when you make baby decisions to step in. When everybody else is happy and hunky dory, you do the opposite. Okay, so now's not the time to panic. It's the time to make sure your portfolio is set up to take advantage of the volatility. If you need us throughout the week, 633-1515. And if you want to hop on board here, eight oh three oh nine three oh star nine three zero on a cell phone. All right, we'll be right back here on News Radio nine thirty WBEN. righty. welcome back here, News Radio 930, WBEN. Mike Lomas, Glenwiggle Financial Guys, one to three every Saturday. Hop on board early, folks. Don't wait till three o'clock. Esther Goulias, the tax lady, takes over. By the way, Dana from EG Tax is in our office. Uh, if you need help with your tax return and you want to pop into our office to to get that done, uh six three three fifteen fifteen, ask for Dana. She does a wonderful job, great person, and uh, and a hardworking working uh, tax advisor for sure. And of course Esther six three two seven eight eight six. You need us throughout the week, folks, whether it's hey look if you're sixty four and you need help with Medicare, we have an independent Medicare arm. If you're a small medium large business out there and you're not getting help with your health insurance, April Hartloff 633-1515. Of course, the core of our team, I shouldn't say the core of our team, you know, health insurance is a big deal. It's it's you know, it used to be 20 years ago when Glenn and I started this firm, hey, can I afford my mortgage for a few more years if I retire? Hey, would I be okay to take this trip? Now it's can I afford my health insurance? So we have a team in place to help. Um, but of course retirement planning, social security planning, college planning, estate planning. We're one of the firms that actually has an an attorney-slash-wealth advisor. So Tom gets both sides of it. He understands how to do a will and a healthcare proxy and all that stuff. But if you get into more advanced uh, planning with a trust, he also understands the tax ramifications of doing that. So 633-1515, use our team as a resource, Uh, thefinancialguys.com, don't forget the T-H-E, thefinancialguys.com. Follow us on Facebook. And, uh, or I uh, should say, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at FinGuys. And uh, if you need us again, 633-1515. Uh, I
5: posted a whole bunch of those articles that we, we, we'll kind of touch on here and there regarding Governor Como throughout the show today. But those are all up. I put them all up this morning on uh, on Twitter. So you can pull them up there, read them for yourself. It is unbelievable. And these are the right and the left-hand people that surrounded uh, Governor Como. Yeah. So By the way, you sent me this. I thought Barricoco was bad. Yeah, you know he was. He he's on on trial for ch- basically taking three hundred thousand dollars plus yeah. uh, in a pay to play bribes. Yeah. But then you hear the star witness who was just arrested <laughs> on Thursday night testify and cross examines It's like. Whoa! maybe it's, this is a guy who should be on trial. Yeah, it's
4: really like the oh mob. Remember gosh. when they rounded up the mob in That's the you know in, in New York City and you know the, all the all those families went down. That's watch those old story. This is, this is what it is: unreal extortion. You know, pay yeah. to play I and mean, unreal
5: kickbacks. Un- unbelievable.
4: Unreal. And it, you know what's amazing to me is Andrew Cuomo just walks right back into office. Shame yeah. on all those liberals in New York City that continue to vote. You know, they said without change. Come on, give me give me a break. You're surra- You and I are business partners, Glenn. If I was doing something wrong, every single surrounding myself with the wrong people, then she would say we got to make a change. Like it's not working, right? They don't um, care. They Power's don't care. Everything. They don't don't care because they're
5: care. they're getting their this, their their skids greased, right? Yeah, it's the same thing. So that's going, right. In New York, and this this should be illegal, but it's not. Like in the federal level, corporations and and LLCs and LLCs are treated just like corps or partnerships or whatever and they can only contribute to the to the national limits if at all right in some cases they're barred from making political contributions altogether not in New York <laughs> in New York you can set up as many LLCs as you want and you can contribute like sixty-five thousand dollars per person. The LLCs are counted as an individual person. So mm. if you want, you can go out there and set up three or four LLCs. Yeah. You know, wire Governor Cuomo one hundred thirty thousand from you know out of two of them, or or two hundred sixty thousand yeah. out of four. Of them. Little ahead.
4: note that says, "Hey go Andrew, yeah. I'm over here. If you need a warehouse to be built."
5: There's actual communication <laughs> going back and forth where where uh, percoco and this other guy are coaching, coaching the donors about saying, "Listen." Don't use this uh, this name that you're going to ask for money back for your housing development <laughs> company. Make sure you don't use that same name in any of the LLCs that you establish. And uh, if you can you know, maybe set up two or three of these and contribute 65000 per, and just make sure it's you know distant enough so nobody puts the connection together. Unreal. This is an email. This is an Unreal. email back and forth. Unreal. It's unbelievable. It really Unreal.
4: Is. And these can are the people that on. the Cuomo family has said they're like they're like sons. They're yep. like sons. Yep. Exactly. It's amazing. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. eight zero three zero nine three zero star 930 Look, if you have questions about the market, we understand it's been choppy. It's been nerve-wracking. We get it. We've been through this. We've been doing this for decades. You know, things like this do get nerve wracking. I'm telling you, it's not the time to put your head in the sand. It's the time to make subtle adjustments. If you're working with a financial firm that's not making subtle adjustments, consider interviewing other firms, other teams. I know we've always talked about doing a lot of homework with our clients. So when we go through uh, you know, uh, phases like this where there is volatility, We're prepared. We're trying to make subtle adjustments to take advantage of it. Baby steps always win. If you need us throughout the week, folks, 633-1515. uses as a resource. If you want to hop on board here, 8030-930-930. And if you want to text us, 3930. Actually, before we hit the two calls here, David up on deck first, Rambo Jim. Too sick to call in, but should we use our 401K to pay off our medical bills? What about mortgage? House will be our husband will be sixty two this year. Um, look, at, you know it's, that's a that's a very yeah. big question, right? But uh, I would say that you really want to tap into your four hundred one k plan. It's always the last place to tap into, unless you absolutely one hundred percent need it. If the question is, do I pay off my mortgage? And a lot of people want to do this. They will do. I want to pay off my mortgage because I just want to get it out of the way. And there's always two sides to answering this question. One is the financial side of it, the numbers side of it, the MBA answer, which oftentimes is no, right? We're either in a we're in a low interest rate environment so you're borrowing money cheap. Uh, many people have already prepaid all the interest. You know, I see people that have paid the first 15 years of their mortgage. They've already paid the interest. You know, they're at an effective interest rate of 0.5% now, and I'll say that's crazy financially to prepay that thing off. However, However, and this is a big however and there's a number attached to this and I don't know how to attach that number, but you know, nobody ever comes into the financial guy's office and says, Look at I'm in a lot of trouble and I'll say, What's wrong? I have no debt. <laughs> yeah. My house is paid off. Uh, yeah. Oh. Every once in a while, people think we're a debt firm, which we're not. But they'll say, "Hey, look, I'm in a lot of trouble. I got a lot of debt." So there's a there's a peace and a comfort level to knowing that your mortgage is paid off. I think what you need to do is come into our office. We've got some really cool financial planning software that makes things simple. And uh, you know, it's complicated software, but it makes it simple. And you can come in and you can play what I call the what-if game, which is, what if we do this? What if we do that? Uh, 633-1515 if you'd like to pop in for a free consultation. You want to add anything to that, Clem? I just Before wanted we back to mention to the that
5: we're going to try to put a, a, a sample version of that software in the next couple of weeks up on our website. So look for some new website releases. Look for some interactive tools right on our website that you can use to at least get your own start almost and track your own goals along the way uh, and utilize some of these resources to make yourself a better investor. Yeah. So the financial Guys.com. Absolutely. How cool not is this? Not there yet, though. Not there yeah, yet. Yeah, so
4: somebody texted months. in, consider a loan from your 401k plan. Great advice, too. Look, yeah. if you have to tap, uh, if you have to tap into that 401k plan and you have the ability to borrow from it and pay yourself back, clearly a better option. Um, yeah. All right, I'm not going to bring David up or, or Rambo Jim yet. We also have a special guest. Uh, Mark Twitchell will be calling. He's uh, on the live line now. And we're going to talk to him about some of the damage that windmills have done out in Cattaraugus County. Damage meaning people cannot sell their properties and property values have gone way down. Uh, now, Now, I know... I know all these loving liberals who wanted these windmills, I'm sure they're all in their backyards, right? Oh, yeah. I'm Not. Sure. Um, so, but we'll talk more about that. We'll, we'll get to your calls and questions on the other side of the break. Financial guys, News Radio 930 WBEN here with you each and every Saturday. Don't turn the dial. I promise we're going to go across the hall, find out what's going on here, and, uh, and we'll be back to answer your calls and questions. Again, 633 1515 if you need us throughout the week, News Radio 930 WBEN. All righty, welcome back, News Radio Nine Thirty WBen. If you're just tuning in, Mike Lomas, Clem Wiggle, the Financial Guys, here with you each and every Saturday one to three. This is the place where money meets politics. It's an open mic session. Uh, you know, markets have been really choppy over the last two weeks. Tons of volatility, volatility we haven't seen in a few years. If you want to hop on board, you got financial questions. Use us as a resource: eight zero three zero nine three zero, star nine three zero on a cell phone, and one eight hundred six one six nine two three six. We've been talking a little bit about the corruption in Albany. The uh, good news: the budget was passed the other night and uh, overnight, and all the non-essential workers are back to work. So that's cool. Oh, yeah, I was I was thinking, boy, how, how are we gonna how are we gonna how are we going to function without non-essential workers? But uh, good news, they're all back and a record amount of money being spent. So that's that's all good news. I mean, I just... Yeah,
5: because, uh, yeah, well, you know, growing the, the federal budget by 10% and... Because uh, we'll, we'll some, someday we'll keep we'll catch up with that, right? Yeah, There's no not, way not we're today. ever going to grow our economy at ten percent. So if <laughs> you continue to grow spending, just you know, yeah. memo to Congress, <laughs> right. Brian Higgins, I know you don't care, but Chris Collins, for the <laughs> love of God, would you listen to me, please? Yes. If you grow the economy at four to four and a half percent, which is great, yeah. if we can get there. Which, by five, the way, we have
4: the potential to do very easily, do. right? But you
5: spend increase your spending increases ten percent, yeah. How in the world do you ever get to a balanced ten, budget? 10 minus 4 doesn't, doesn't work.
4: 10 minus 4 what? doesn't work. <laughs> Listen, how about, how this about the rate is, of inflation? Eight, this how is, about we're going by 2? We're out of here. This is the advice of today for the financial guys. 10 minus 4 doesn't work. 6. Ten, that's it. <laughs> that's it. It doesn't work. We're that's out. Amazing. Somebody else hosts this thing. All Unreal. right. Uh, if you want to uh, text us, 3930. Uh, we're going to get to Mark here in a second. Let's clean up the phone lines. David. I have no idea where you're from, David, but you want to talk about the federal budget. You're live on News Radio 930 WBN. How are you, sir?
6: Yeah, hello. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a question. I was just going to make a comment. I hear so often from you and other people that this deficit is over 20 trillion dollars.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Okay. Well, they're not counting the ba- that's only the operating deficit. That's mm-hmm. right. The debt, really, not the deficit. Oh, yeah, the
4: debt. The debt. yeah, the debt. Sorry. In- sorry. Yep. In- yep.
6: May, Freddie Mac, Medicare, Social Security.
5: Yep. Oh,
4: David, they've so got special reserve funds for all that.
5: Yeah, well, you're talking <laughs> the unfunded liabilities. When you start throwing out the unfunded liabilities, oh. right, now you're talking closer to, like, I don't know, $100 trillion? Yeah. It's it's mind-boggling.
4: Yeah, David. No, they have all special pools for that. There's different trees that the There's White House for that. There's a lockbox, I think, for the Social Security, wasn't there? <laughs> That's Close a great point, box. David. It's out. a great point. On the flip side of it, you know what's really frustrating is a lot of the states have done a really good job of managing their money you know states like Florida and Texas and people have done a really good job of managing their money. You know, you look at the housing market, it's pretty strong right now and uh, less leverage than it was just a few years ago, a lot less leverage. So, you know, you look at household balance sheets and they have improved. It's a shame because, you know, um you know, as as Obama said, "Hey, sometimes you got to tighten up your britches and, you know, save a little money." And he was right, but he didn't listen to his own advice. And and to and forget Obama now the Republicans are shame on them I mean they they make me actually more sick than the Democrats at least the Democrats don't lie they're like hey we just to we were going to show gonna up Monday through Friday and steal your that's money <laughs>
5: yeah, we're going to make government bigger yeah that's that's the government makes everything yeah, fair yeah. Pelosi says world, you can't spend your
4: money, money it's Armageddon we're taking it we're just you right. you're not bright enough to spend your own money the Republicans they just lie to us they say look at government is too big government is the problem please give me money vote for me we're going to fix it, and they just did the same thing that the Democrats did, which yep. is spend more money. Yeah. Great point, though, David.
6: Yeah, the $140 trillion, that it is a major concern, right? It's not just something... It
4: is a huge a concern. major concern. Yep.
6: Yes. Yeah. It, no doubt. I, I just get so tired of hearing about $20 trillion. That's a Pollyanna number.
5: Yep. That's good yeah, point. Well, that's the actual current debt. It's not the... Uh, the unfunded liabilities, as you accurately state, is over $100 trillion. So you're yeah. talking about... Social Security, if they don't do anything in 10 to 12, maybe 15 years, is going to have to have pretty much cuts across the board of maybe 20 to 30%. So if you're 45 years old or you're even 50 or 55 years old, yeah you', know, you got to start to plan some of that in to say, you know maybe this is not going to be there like I think it 's going to be, and maybe we' got to take another look at where we can supplement income from other sources because it, i don 't see them doing they can 't do anything unless it's at crisis levels right they can 't get a budget together unless the government is shut down yeah. they can 't pass anything unless we are at absolute. At the edge of the cliff, ready to go into the abyss. It's amazing uh, the inefficiency and the ineffectiveness of our folks in Congress from both sides of the aisle, uh, to be honest with you. But they can't do anything unless we're in crisis mode or nothing gets done.
4: Some some smart aleck Texan, and it's actually four minus 10, Mike Mike and Glenn, negative six. Good point. That's true. You (laughs) win. (laughs) You win. Hey, thanks (laughs) for the call, David. Thanks for the call. You know, before I know, we're going
5: to move on to some other things. We've got a special guest coming in, but uh, I want to mention again that all of the Como uh, things are. Up on our Twitter feed at Fin Guys, if you want to follow and read some of this stuff is so unbelievable. You just you you have to read it with your own no. eyes. I just want to read you a quick passage out of New York Daily News that I was I mentioned earlier. It says: Enter Todd Howe, a Como pal turned lobbyist, turned admitted criminal, turned the government witness who was tight with Prococo. Howe told the jury this week that how he coached a donor who was trying to get in with the governor to use LLCs to funnel 125000 in the Como's 2014 re-election campaign via five checks from five different companies, all controlled by the donor. And the sidestep scrutiny from Pesky Press, Howe said he was careful to ensure that none of the LLCs that gave to Como have the word CORE too close to the company seeking favors core development in their name <laughs> totally legal that's the thing yeah that's totally legal scumbags that's, but that's totally the legal. with new york is yep. it legal in florida mm. hell no no is it legal on a federal level no hell no yeah. it's not legal on a federal level in fact in some cases corporations can't even donate money right. to, to federal candidates but not in new york no no hundred no. million dollars in the cuomo <laughs>
4: coffer right wonder not where real. that showed up from uh, let's uh, let's welcome Mark Twitchell. Mark, how are you, sir? Thanks for uh, holding. And I know we've got Tom, John, and, and Rambo Jim up on deck. Stick with us here. Uh, Mark, uh, appreciate you uh, joining us on the live line here. Uh, t- tell us where you're from, Mark.
7: Yeah, Mike, I really appreciate you guys giving me this chance. Uh, I'm from Chautauqua County, and uh, I uh, wish to bring you the, the news of my friends and neighbors that are living uh, inside the wind factory here. And uh, uh, I'd like to speak for my uh, friends and and uh, group members who, you know, we're really the ones at ground zero here. We're- yeah,
4: we were talking a few weeks ago, and you reached out to us online about, you know, these liberals, they always think, well, everything's, first of all, they think the windmills actually work all the time, which they don't. Right. Uh, it's amazing to me, you know, I spend, I, I go out to Chautauqua Lake probably two or three times throughout the years. The last three times I've been out there, I've taken photos I've sent them to Glenn and uh, Mike Zimmer, who d- does a lot of our Facebook stuff. And not one time have I, I think once, I saw a windmill actually turning. Once.
7: Well, how do you know when you see the windmill mill turning that it's actually generating electricity? Well, that's, that's, that's a good point. That's a great
4: I'm Yeah, I'm just impressed it actually spins.
7: <laughs> our engineering marvels. But the amount of money that it takes to, you know, to make them and, and put them in place yeah. results in just a, a constant stream of, of, of very corrupt dollars right right from the top, and it, and it filters all the way down into our local government. Yeah,
4: talk about, though, what it's done to some of the property values out there.
7: Well, the, there are a number of studies that show uh, a decreased property value in proportion to the proximity of the property to to the actual wind factory, um, there was a, a, a Department of Energy study was released just a couple weeks ago that showed uh, that within a half a mile, you had 25 percent, and that's a, within a half a mile of the closest turbine, you had 25 percent of the respondents to the survey were indicating that they were annoyed. Now, who will buy their property? Uh, w- w- with that understanding, that they could occupy a, a residence that they feel uncomfortable or uh, unhealthy in.
4: Yeah. Unreal, right? So, I mean, people are having all kinds of challenges selling these properties.
5: The big- well, now the government wants to build them. Como wants to basically have the, government, the state government take over to build these because they're having trouble finding contractors to build them. Well, that-, that, that, to me, is unbelievable. What are your thoughts with that?
7: yeah well that's that 's the article ten initiative, which is you know mm-hmm. just a, an undemocratic mandate forced upon you know the the consumers and the taxpayers in new york state yeah, King como
4: King como um, you have uh, some numbers mark or a group or a website or anything that people could get involved with to help fight this or is that is it too new for that yet
7: oh no we've uh, we 've got uh, a a facebook page it 's called Concerned Citizen. Casadega Wind Project Group. We have another organization called Preservation of Agricultural Land Serenity.
4: Perfect. I think we going to need to start an organization, though, that says something like stop killing the birds.
7: <laughs> well, you know, that's part of our message, but we're, we're you know, only, uh, only two relatively small Chautauqua County groups. If you look at uh, how effective the Save Our Shores group has been in Orleans County in passing, you know, uh, protective wind laws in the town of Somerset that was just announced last week. Now you're talking about you know a community which understands the financial impact of these projects and is willing to to change their regulations to 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 minimize the damage.
4: Yeah. Now when these things are running, some of them sometimes are really really loud, right? I mean I've heard people say they sound like trains coming through. Is that is that true?
7: Yeah. They are. They're always noisier than the industry sound models. That precede the construction of the facilities. It always turns out that there. So,
4: so the ones you see on YouTube, that's not the one you actually get.
7: Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, not as advertised.
4: No, right.
7: But uh, part of the part of the deal here in Chautauqua County was that on uh, New York State uh, Article Ten, you know, um, Mr. Cuomo's uh, initiative uh, just released their precedent sending announcement uh, for noise standards and. Uh, you know, the, this comes from the result of the Department of Health not using a science-based analysis to to ar- arrive at their, their decibel rating for, you know, what is safe for people that live close to the turbines.
4: What will be great is when we realize that they're too noisy to meet their own requirements, and then the state has to take them all down and put them all back up.
5: Well that's the jobs program, Mike. (laughs) That's how that works. One guy fills the digs the ditch, the next guy fills it in. That's where it's going. That's a Democrat uh, jobs program there is what that's That's where it's going. Well I I feel for you. I mean I you know, as an outdoorsman myself and somebody who really enjoys the, the peace of the outdoors you know, I used to, and I still love driving down uh, Route 77 into uh, Arcade and and you know doing some fly fishing in the South Branch of the Cataractas or Clear Creek or so many great creeks down there. Yeah, I used to come you know come around the corner and then the valley would kind of open up in front of you and it's absolutely gorgeous. scenery yeah. with the hills. And oh, else. I know. Now I you come around that same corner and the entire landscape is dotted with these ridiculous windmills and it just destroys the aesthetics and the the yep. quality of just free nature. Now, um, amazingly, when they put up cell phone towers, in some cases, they de- they demand that they're you know camouflaged like trees because they don't want to disturb nature, which I'm all for. I, I like that. Yeah. But yeah, when it comes to a windmill, it's anything goes. And Governor Cuomo's policy of trying to generate what is 50% uh, yeah, by, by 2030, 20, 20, 50% of the power. Ridiculous. Yeah. Just ridiculous. It's yep. going to make everybody's power more expensive and continue to ruin the environment. Meanwhile, the president has uh, you know, put up, uh, forth an uh, executive order to allow offshore uh, drilling. And, of course, Como came around. Not in our state. Yeah, Not California, state. the same thing. Not in our state. <laughs> California, so, the
4: same thing. Yeah. Now,
5: keep this in mind. Yeah. Uh, people probably don't realize this, but all over Lake Erie, yeah, oh, yeah, the Canadian side is
4: fired up for sure. Yeah, yeah.
5: you can't see them because yep. they're all underwater, but yep. they have... They have natural gas wells that are drilled in Lake Erie and Lake Ontario, all owned by Canada, nothing on the U.S. side. You don't see them. You don't hear them. It doesn't pollute the lakes. It doesn't bother anybody. Now they want to build windmills not only all along the the waterfront but out in the lake, which is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Totally.
4: The ones ones on land aren't working. They're ugly. Let's build some and let's throw them out in the middle of the lake, right?
5: Have you studied at all or or do you know anything, Mark, about the – like the the oil, I mean obviously there's oil and hydraulic fluid in these windmills right they're yeah. not running on cooking oil right? Well they got to so, get
4: fired up by that right But
5: how, but is there any there's been any studies or to your knowledge is there any information about any environmental impact of any of the fluids leaking out of these windmills
7: Yeah the the uh the developer is supposed to put in place you know a protective berm around the base of each tower to catch the any of the you know 6 to 700 gallons of oil that each of these machines requires,
4: six to seven hundred gallons. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How often does that get changed? Any idea?
7: Uh, n- not often enough, apparently, to prevent them from from catching fire. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
7: uh, we got to get you in the studio next time, Mark.
4: Right, oh yes. my gosh, unreal!
7: Uh, the f- turbine fires have already been blamed, you know, for uh, spreading wildfires.
4: Right, and then the then the eight hundred gallons of oil leaks into the. To the ground anyways, right? Destroys the...
7: Groundwater?
4: These liberals, they just, they'll never get it. They'll never get it. Unreal.
7: Really? And and you guys like fishing? Then you know, you're aware of Canada Way Creek. It's some of the best steelhead uh, yep. fishing in, in, uh, in, in the eastern part of the United States, and we're building turbines at the headwaters. Of it's the Greek up in the town of Arkright. Yep. If if you wanted to put anything else up, there,
5: unintended you, consequences. You,
4: you couldn't put a Seven
7: nope. Eleven in the headwaters
4: because nope. of
5: the environmental possibilities. Yep. But it, again, if it's clean energy, if it's windmills, if it's going down this ridiculous folly of of uh, of you know windmills and solar panels and the rest of this garbage. And look, I'm not. If it worked and it was non-disruptive, sure. right. I would say okay. But it doesn't. That's no. the thing. It doesn't work. It, in fact, I, it's so bad that windmill companies are no longer willing to put these things up, and as a result, Governor Cuomo and his budget, what do you call it, Item, Article 10? What, what yeah. is that called again, Mark? Um,
7: mm-hmm. That's the, the citing law that, that he, he's using for the uh, the imposition of, you know, <laughs> So indign-
4: they don't work, nobody will build them, so Cuomo's going to build them himself.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. good luck to that.
4: Yeah, good luck to that is right. But unfortunately... When it comes to government agencies, they don't quit, right? It's not like they ever get a brain and say, well, look at these things don't work. The taxpayers don't support them. We'll just stop it. He'll just continue to waste taxpayer money and waste taxpayer money and waste taxpayer money until they're up just and running more, and inefficient, and then we'll have to waste more, more tax money to take them down. Total just, joke.
5: I just need more money and more time. Like everything well, else. Hey, Mark, can you
4: plug? we we got, we got to let you go here, buddy. Can you plug your website one more time? Our listeners are awesome, and I know they'll help. Okay. Oop. Plug the website. Plug the website one more time, Mark.
7: Plug the web- website. Yeah. Yeah, your Facebook or, page or course. Facebook
4: page or whatever, whatever how people can get in touch with you. Sorry.
7: Yeah. No, we're we're not wealthy enough to 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 have a website here, <laughs> Aqua County.
4: I I would bet though, some of our listeners could help you with that. So if you give you get contact info, I bet people will reach out and help you.
7: Now, if, but really, if you want an authoritative website, then I could do no better than recommend to you guys the uh, uh, Alliance for Wise energy, Dec- energy Decisions. It's published by a, a physicist by the name of John Draws, who's an expert in his field. He's a uh, nationally recognized energy and public policy consultant. AW, uh, Alliance for Wise Energy Decisions, A-W-E-D.
4: Perfect. Gotcha. Thanks, buddy. We'll have to get you in studio. Appreciate the time.
7: Hey, Mark. Best of luck to
5: you.
4: A lot. All right, take, take you, care. Really right, I know we're a little bit along in this segment. Let's take a quick break here. If you want to talk money, folks, I know it's been all over the place. Uh, line up your financial questions, and we'll—I promise—we'll get to your calls and questions on the other side of the break here. Eight zero three zero nine three zero star nine three zero. What is that light that flashes? Does that mean we're off the air, or no? No, that means somebody else is off the air. Man, yeah, forget him. That Ooh. means clear the it building. It means our hotline phone is ringing. Yeah. Ah. So it would not
5: really uh yeah, that exciting at all then. <laughs> <laughs> we thought like, you know we run out, you know, fire alarm, silent fire alarm, like you know, evacuate, no.
4: I'm thinking one of the other stations are off, but I mean everybody <laughs> yeah. in Western New York is tuned in to us, so who cares, right? right Quick break, eight oh three oh nine three oh star nine three zero. If you need us throughout the week, folks, six three three fifteen fifteen, we'll be back. All Welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Mike Lomas, Glen Wiggo Financial Guys. This is, this is the place where money meets politics. If uh, you want to tune anything financial related, by the way, I know the markets have been choppy, and I know sometimes folks criticize us not for not talking enough money, and we always say, well, call in and ask your question, and then you don't. Uh, but I understand. You know, when things get choppy, uh, I want you to know we're here. And if you have questions throughout the week, you need us throughout the week. You want to use us as a resource. Six three three fifteen fifteen. I can tell you in our office, we've been proactive. We set up models, diversified models, well diversified models, and we try to make subtle adjustments along the way to take advantage of this volatility. And uh, it's going to happen. I mean, that's part of the investment. You know, we've had fifteen months of consecutive gains in the in the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500, it's uh, only a matter of time before we get a little bit of volatility, okay? And this is not the time to panic. It's not the time to stick your head in the sand. It's time to make sure that your portfolios are doing the best to make subtle adjustments to take advantage of it. Volatility can be your friend if you're not afraid of it. If you're afraid of it, it can hurt you. And uh, so use us as a resource, 633-1515. If you have specific financial questions, you can always go to our website, thefinancialguys.com. Don't forget the T-H-E. And don't forget the different departments we have. You know, We're a financial planning firm, and that's the core and the heart and soul of what built us and allowed us to get to where we are. But we also have a health insurance arm, April Hartloff. And if you're a small, medium-sized business and you need help with your health insurance, she's awesome. Use her as a resource. Medicare, if you're turning, if you're 64 and you're going to be turning 65, and you need an independent Medicare advisor. We've got Brian and Alan um, and and some folks that can really help you. Again, carry in our office. Use them as a resource, 633-1515. Uh, what do you want to do? Going to go back to the phones here. We've been sure. talking about the government shutdown is over. Thank God all the nonessential employees are back to work. Uh, the corruption in Albany. Uh, oh, by the way, you know this isn't the Buffalo News today. No, I did not buy the Buffalo News. Uh, it was here Tesla has a long road to reach potential of buffalo plant. So this is no, the best. David I'm shocked. Robinson, which is how he, could that be? David has actually been a friend <laughs> on our show before. He's he's a good writer, but yeah, I know. It says in other words, this is just a little segment Shock. of the article. Tesla's solar business will have to double in size for it to absorb all of the solar cells and panels the buffalo plant can make uh, the the Buffalo plant can make enough solar cells to generate 1,000 megawatts of electricity, or enough to install rooftop solar on as many as 150,000 homes. Now, here's the really here's the catch with this, by the way. Okay, the catch is the the word rooftop solar. Nobody wants them. <laughs> and and let me back up before you say nobody wants solar panels on the roof. That's that nobody wants to spend seventy thousand dollars. Right. to To put a rooftop solar panel or a solar panel roof on their house when their home is worth a hundred grand, that's especially right. the liberals. So if you for you liberals out there that say, "Oh, this is great technology," well, and they put them up, they want yeah. you to pay for them. Yeah, they want you to pay. You, you and I to pay for them, right? And that's where the tax yeah. incentives are now. But yeah.
5: those tax incentives are going away now, right? Because we have a oh, well, they should ridiculous. You, that, what
4: what what so, kind of taxes? We did a we did a show on this one time. It was like seventy grand. Yep. to put these Tesla panels on top of a house that was like 1,800 square foot. I, some, I don't, of the,
5: some of the, the municipalities, I think Orchard Park and uh, yeah. maybe Hamburg, that actually put these things up, oh, yeah. first of all, they would have never put them up without the, without the tax incentives. But sure. secondly, even with the tax incentives, like, wow, with the tax incentives, they'll break even in 20 years. problem is <laughs> yeah, the they only last have a life 10. expectancy of 12. <laughs> Right, right, so it's like okay, right. well, that wasn't the greatest investment, but who cares? Who it's cares? their money, it's not, not my their money. money. Yeah, not their money, right? No,
4: that's right. Unreal. Uh, let's pound through the phone lines here. Let's welcome Rambo. Jim, how are you, Rambo?
5: Hey guys, uh, you guys
8: were talking about uh, healthcare. Well, I'm gonna tell you something, and I'm saying this from personal experience. Any young people that are listening right now, the millennial to twenty-something types, now. It's the time for you to start thinking about your future health insurance. Don't wait until you're a 50-something and then start thinking about it.
4: You know what's sad, Jim? And we've talked about this all the time. And if you would have told Glenn and I we would have had a health insurance division 20 years ago, we would have said you're nuts, right? Not our core model, not our core business. But uh, it is such a huge expense now. I mean, I think... You know, my premium on a monthly basis is uh, what is it? Like thirteen hundred bucks a month, Glenn, yeah, and we 13, and it doesn't actually kick in until we spend the first six grand. It's really it's, sad. I
5: was gonna say, and there's like a five to six thousand
4: dollar deductible first. Yeah, it's 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 an absolute big deal. Again, shame on the Republicans because I don't I haven't heard anything about them actually doing the little things that matter, right? Like yeah. allowing people like Glenn and Mike to buy a policy in Nevada if it's cheaper than the one in New York State. Or doing something about tort reform, which is absolutely ridiculous. I'm so sick of hearing these law firms with their, you know, we can sue it. We got you money. We can get you yeah. money. Give me a break.
8: Yeah, uh, um, got, you know, um,
4: I got, yeah, I got you this. I got me. Yeah, I got me. I got me a got hundred grand. grand. Right. Yeah. Well, you, it sounds like you really deserved it. <laughs> yeah.
8: Um, I saw my orthopedic surgeon Wednesday, and I had an MRI on the 22nd of January done, and he says I got bad news for you. He said, that MRI showed that your shoulder is totally and completely history at this time. It's completely infected and rotted with arthritis. He said, your shoulder's done, finished. He says the only option for me, he said, is to give you a brand new uh, shoulder, he said, which I can do, with, made of various metal alloys.
4: I, kn- I knew it. I knew you were going to say you're going to have metal shoulders. You bad son of a you-know-what.
8: <laughs> he told me that. Uh, various metal alloys. Right. And he said that, um, he said, I said to him, well, I said, doctor, I said, no problem. I said, I've got two different health insurance because I'm a retired correction officer and a retired soldier, so I get right. um, health insurance for both of those. And then he said, well, I'm going to tell you something right now. He said it's going to take two insurance companies to pay for this.
4: Mm-hmm. Well.
5: Wow. Yeah, if they'll even cover it, that's. I mean, I think in your case they will, but in a lot of cases they won't. In some some of those instances. So.
8: Yeah, the only restriction he explained to me is where he performs the operation. He's got a. He's restricted as to.
5: I don't know. Uh, I don't understand. If he says he wants to meet you like in the back alley behind the <laughs> plaza, I think that. Uh, no, I'm just kidding.
4: I will <laughs> say this though, right, Jim? If you're going to make recreate your shoulder metal on metal, you're going to need some oil. So what we'll do is we'll. Take a we ride out to some of these windmills, yeah. and when they break down, we'll just save because the oil for we'll, you. We'll
5: tap it like a maple tree, right? It's just like, <laughs> it's just like, they, like, it's like, we get maple syrup. Pull the oil right out of the windmill. There
4: you go. All right, You're buddy, we got to gotta let right you go. Everywhere. Thanks for the call, man. <laughs> All right, thanks. All right, see you, buddy. Good luck uh, I want to sneak in. Uh, we'll see. Well, let's sneak in, John Ch- Chautauqua County. John, I may have to hold you over to the other side. of The break. How are you, buddy? John in Chautauqua. I'm good. You're live on News Radio 930. Okay. I can talk now? Yeah, we got 30 seconds, but if you don't have time, then I'll, I'll bring you over to the other side.
6: Okay, yeah, I live in Chautauqua County in uh, the town, township of Shillott's, uh a village of Sinclairville. I live up in a rural area, and they're slated to bring 48 more of these wind oh. winds up here. Arkwright's going to get 39, and what Mark didn't tell you, I had time to tell you, is They're taking 40,000 acres of land to do this.
4: Oh, hold one second, John. I want to talk to you after the the break, okay? Hold one second, buddy. All right, stick with us. John, Mike, John, and Dorothy up on deck. Financial guys, we'll be back.
3: It's time to talk money.
1: When it comes down and it hurts inside.
3: It's the Financial Guys radio program.
1: You gotta take a stand, it don't have to hide.
3: It's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Registered representatives with Peak Brokerage Services, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Reach Glenn and Mike now. Call 803 930 one 800 616 wben and cell calls are free at Star 930. Now, live from the WBEN studios, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas.
4: <laughs> Love it, Frank. Nice job. <laughs> All righty, Mike Lomas, Glen Wiggle financial guys. This is the place where money meets politics. Each and every Saturday, one to three, we have a lot of fun with this show. Understand the volatility that we've been going through over the last few weeks, and uh, and really, you know, stuff we haven't seen in a few years. So, if you need our help throughout the weeks, you know, in you know, a week, I, I know we're trying to get to all the phone calls here, and uh, would love to have, uh, you know, I wish we had another hour or two so we could talk money as well, or or, or more money, but. Uh, you look now. is not the time to make panic moves, panic decisions. Never works, you know. Take a step back, breathe a little bit. Make sure you have a diversified plan. Make sure that plan automatically rebalances. So you're taking advantage of the volatility. If you're still working and you're putting money into your 401k plan, great opportunity to increase your contributions. Take advantage of the volatility. Uh, John Thur, chartered financial analyst, was on with us with Sandy Beach. He's part of our team and part of our investment committee and he was talking about hey look at yes there's volatility there's uncertainty out there political uncertainty inflation worries but there's buyers and that's a big deal you know when you when you look at some of these big pullbacks there's sellers and sellers only and there is buyers and there's support so doesn't mean we found a bottom here but it means uh... to me anyways you start to see days where we're up three down three up three five five hundred points there is support out there. There's people that say, "Hey, these stocks are cheap, and I want to be a part of it." There's also buyers out there that are saying, "Hey, look, the tax cuts. Which, by the way, all of our lawmakers in New York just got a nice tax cut—forty-five to eighty dollars in their pocket for uh, some of yeah. our illustrious leaders in Albany. <laughs> I'm sure yep. the Democrats will be handing their forty-five to eighty dollars a week back. In the I'm, floor. Sure. I'm sure they'll be, you know, so filling out right that back box. To the IRS. Yeah, I'm at sure. the end, please, you know, please, uh, please return my tax. You know, please, please send my, ta- you know, extra tax money back into the right. U.S. Treasury. I'm sure they'll right. they'll do that. But yeah,
5: always making extra contributions they are just wonderful people. There.
4: Wonderful people, yeah. Yep, so, uh, but um, you know, use this as a resource, folks. Six three three fifteen fifteen. We're going to hit the phone lines hard here. I did want to sneak in Dave Marioc or Dave, part of our investment committee, uh, real quickly. Dave, tough, tough two weeks in the market. What are your thoughts?
9: Um. Uh, uh, hello to all of our listeners. The world markets: Shanghai down four percent, Nikkei down two, Hang Seng down three, FTSE down one, the euro down one and a half, the CAC down one. Everybody's down. The stock market's up. It's been going up for the last since really since '09. Yeah. We've had a parabolic run since Trump, so it's it was loaded up. And and as you know, I keep saying on the on the on the radio. I'm looking for a 10% correction, and I think we're getting it now. It's going to be volatile for a while, but like you guys talk about, this is when we balance our portfolios and or if we'll weed out a weak stock, let your winners run. And if you got, for example, several companies just reported, like a Skyworks or an NVIDIA, very good reports. Health insurance company Centene just reported very good. The majority of reports have been good. The 30-year Treasuries moved, or the 30-year bonds moved up to about 3-1%. That's higher. The 10 years moved up to 2.83. So, this is the things that are going on. Have a balanced portfolio. And if you need money, don't have it. You know, you have to. I've talked about this. Happy money. Make sure you have that money that you need for the next two, three, four years and things that are conservative.
0: That's
4: right. You know, have happy your. Folks in the, long term. the different buckets. You know, what's funny is yep. a yep. lot of uh, the reports out this week have been saying, well, the markets are down because. Of worries of inflation, but if you look back historically, stocks have actually done pretty well in a rising interest rate environment. They have. Yeah,
9: F- stocks Point. for 100- hundred form the majority of other assets in that seven to nine, sometimes in a ten percent range for periods of time. But over a long period of time, eight nine percent bonds are in three or four. But we've been, the bond market's been in a bull market. People don't know that for nearly forty years. Right. 40, 36, 37 years. So you're going to reach an inflection. You were reaching the inflection point on the bond market side. So, as interest rates start moving up, you know you come in and you buy a bond for two and a half percent, and you buy another bond a year later. It's yielding three Your two and a half percent. Bond is worth a lot less money. So you have to be aware of things like that.
4: Yeah. Cool. Uh, Still get the wish list out right. Start looking, seeing what you like.
9: Absolutely. Uh, If you're an individual, that's what we do here on, on on the majority of my portfolios is seeking out companies that are doing very well and and you know that i really am a fan of individual traded stocks and i and i i like the dividend side of it as well and you're going to get a chance here to buy uh... glenn and i were talking about a google possibly adding to a port, uh, adding a, that position or adding two positions to that and there's others so i'm kind of excited about it i don't think there's anything different that's been going on you know in the markets and the economy other than yeah. the things we talked about but I, like you said mike i think the markets are sound and I think
4: that uh, yeah I did a bunch of interviews this week and then people say oh it's a political stuff well it's inflation and I've been saying I forget all about that it's just noise it's we've had 15 good months it's due for yep. our buddy Scott used to say when they, during these periods in time this is when stocks get returned to the rightful owners. And I believe that, right? You need Those that have the plan. You need a shakeout. I would rather much prefer a 10 or a 15% shakeout than for the markets to continue to go up for another year or two and see a 30 or 40% correction. Not that we can't have that. We're not a market timing firm. So by no means am I saying, oh, this is the bottom. I don't believe I don't believe anybody can time the bottom. We've always said, look back historically at the people that have created wealth. They didn't do it by making panic decisions. They didn't do it by trying to find the bottom of the market and get out at the top. They made subtle adjustments to their accounts during times of volatility. Yeah, Good and long-term bad. Long-term approach. You know, longer-term approach. That's, That's right. All right, Thanks, Mr. Dave. Mariaker, you're going on the radio show with us, on, our TV show with us on Tuesday, right? So we'll get to see your uh, handsome face on uh, WGRZ. Well,
9: I don't know about that, but, yeah, we're going on Tuesday. Yeah, we should have fun.
4: Yeah, well, you'll sit next to me, so it will be tough to be good-looking. But uh, try to do your best. Wear your best suit. Okay.
5: He's going to wear, like, uh, deer skin that he killed and tanned and made into clothes himself. When are you
4: coming back in studio? Because we do need to hear the second half of your deer story.
9: Yeah, let's do it next Saturday.
4: For those of you that tuned in a few weeks ago, you knew that uh, we made a joke. Dave is sort of a – not sort of. He's like a, a, a man's man. And we made a joke that he actually got a deer with his hands, and he said, yeah, one time I did. Twice. <laughs> Not once, but twice. Twice. And so uh, I heard the story because I picked him up. We both uh, lived near each other, and so I heard the story on the way home. So I'm going to tease that because we'll get you in studio so our listeners can actually hear the real uh, the real deal.
9: Hey, Mike, I'll be cutting wood tomorrow, so if you want to come over.
4: Uh, you you promised me you are going to cut wood at my house. You never shut up. So.
9: Well, let's do that, too.
4: All right. Hey, anytime you want to come over, there's trees there. <laughs> Actually, there's wood at my house that's already cut. You just got to put it in your car and drive it home.
9: All right. All right, buddy. There see ya. You go.
4: All right. See ya. <laughs> All right. Um, we're gonna take a. Can we take like a one minute break? Because I've got John, Vicky, Mike, John, and Dorothy up on deck. I promise we're gonna pound through the phone lines when we get back here on News Radio 930 WBN. All righty, welcome back. News Radio 930 WBEN. Mike Lomas, Glen Wiggle Financial Guys. This is the place where money meets politics. And uh, before the break, um, I you know, I probably should have brought John up before David, but uh, I wanted to sneak in David, part of our investment committee and team, David Marriacher. Uh If you're looking for any of our team, by the way, whether it's uh, Ron Waskow, Ron Reinstein, uh, Jeff Boron, Mike Hayflick, Jay Blanchard, uh, you know the list goes on and on. I'm trying to go to tom canavo uh Abby Gwyn six three three fifteen fifteen six three three one five one five let's uh, go back uh, let's go back to john in Chautauqua county john I apologize for keeping you on hold for so long I probably should have brought you up before uh, david but uh just just tell you know maybe you can just start over start right from the right from the get-go with your windmill experience up there in Chautauqua county
6: um well I live in Chautauqua County uh, and you know it's the village I don't live in the village but it's sinclairville Shalot mm-hmm. town of Arkwright um, they're going to be we're scheduled in town of Shillot, Cherry Creek Villanova and Stockton to get forty eight wind turbines mm-hmm. on the rural beautiful hills of Chautauqua county That's such a shame has already got Bases cleared out for 39 wind turbines. Now, they've been working on this since last February. With not installation, probably won't take effect until Ju- July to September. Hmm. So it's non stop because my friend lives on the exact road that's going on, just non stop. If you were to go on to YouTube and brought up Arkwright wind projects, you will see the devastation. They clear cut in Arkwright 750 acres of woods and chipped all the wood. They didn't sell any of it, it was all chipped to the ground. Oh. Unreal.
4: Unreal. Sick. So if you wanted to put a 7-Eleven up there, they, these liberals would be outraged. But if you want to clear a field to put up some wind turbines that don't work, no problem.
6: These, these turbines are five to 600 foot tall, so they're not small. I will have between 2 and 3 within 1,500 to 2,000 feet of my property, which when you look, Ugh. I'm not tall. It's
4: huge. Wow. Oh, and, my God. And, the, and, you know, of course, so the liberals. You're
5: talking about destroying. I mean, I, yeah. you know, I own 100 acres in Alden, and I'm, you know, happy that, you know, Alden's flat, so hopefully no windmills. But you put a windmill right next to a piece of property like that, and and basically you just destroy the value yeah. of the property. That's right. Right?
4: Who wants there? Who wants to build a house next to that, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah.
5: that's what I want to hear sitting on a tree stand is A lot of people. I <laughs> mean, how terrible is that? They,
6: uh, the townships have never sent a letter to any of the residents saying that there were meetings or anything. We didn't get the vote upon this. this Joke. Through newspapers, little articles in the newspapers. The only thing we got in the mail was from Everpower Wind stating that there will be this map of where these turbines will go last January, and we got it, I think it's eight days after the date of the meeting. That's mm. the only thing in the mail. Otherwise, you I mean, if you had to get something you know, put a house up, or whatever, you know, that's all right. But when you're talking skyscrapers in the middle of the country, yeah, destroying the views.
4: Yeah, uh- D- destroying the views. They don't work. Uh, the 800... Uh- uh, gallons work, of oil though. in these things right I mean, let's
5: say they did work let's say yeah. they cranked out power left and right would you want a coal-fired power plant no. a thousand feet from your property no no that would no. you want a, a a solar panel farm or any other industrial would you want a factory uh, or any other sort of industrial well, type of commercial space clearly they don't want that right they put all those
4: things out of business <laughs>
9: right exactly right.
4: You know, how about we do that? How about the coal factories that they put out of business? Then, you know, the liberals put their money together. They knock it down, make it shovel ready land, and put their windmills there. How about now, that? How,
5: how much has Arkwright donated to Governor Cuomo's re-election campaign? You think? Oh, well, that's it, right? Does how many LLCs
4: are attached to this company, right? Yeah, yeah, joke. All right, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate I'm it. So sorry for you. Keep but the fight I, up. I really feel bad. All Keep right.
5: up the best fight. I'll post a of uh, the YouTube video of Arkwright Wind Farm to. Uh, our Facebook and our our Twitter feed as well.
4: Yep, we're going to continue to pound through the calls here. Dorothy in Springville, how are you, Dorothy?
1: Ah, oh, very good. Really appreciate your program, first of all, guys. I learned a lot.
4: Oh thank, thank you. you.
1: Um, just wanted to say that that my sister in Indiana has a friend who maintains a huge wind fill, wind farm that's between Lafayette and Rensselaer, where my folks and my sister live. That's gargantuan. Most of them are never turning. The ones that are turning are just turning for the bearings' <laughs> like,
5: <laughs> it's just for show. It's just for show.
4: <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. Unreal.
5: And I wanted to make one. Of-
4: Unreal. And yeah. And we all know if if Andrew Cuomo and friends make them, they definitely won't work, right? Oh. I mean, you're talking about. I mean, try try to get something done in any government agency in the state and see if it works, right? Other- Never does. So now we're going to make windmills? Are they out of their mind? Daughter thinks this is wonderful. So you know darn well one of those blades is coming off.
1: The the bottom line is it probably takes a lot more energy to make the stuff and maintain it than you will ever, ever, ever get out of it.
4: Absolutely it does. Yep. Again,
5: this is, but you have to understand, this is a giant uh, government money laundering Democrat yeah. scheme. That's how this works. So, right. I'm sure, I'm sure Arkwright makes a giant donation to the Como Camp, sure, right? In,
4: in seventeen different LLCs. LLCs yep. so that's right.
5: Yep. Como then picks them to build these farms. They use taxpayer yeah. money to pay for yeah. it. Doesn't and, doesn't
4: and, even and, doesn't even worry about what the cost no, is, right? No, We're not going to shop no, it around or. No, nah. don't worry about
5: the cost because the Arkwright folks, I'm sure, are going to walk away making gajillions of dollars. That they can turn back around and, and donate again. Yeah. It's the same thing with Solar City, same thing with Solyndra, all these places, right? Yeah. It's a giant that's right. Democrat money laundering. The, m- the, machine the good
4: here is here's, there is one good news though. The Solar City plant that Andrew put fifty million dollars of our money in in Syracuse that's now vacant. Maybe we can build them there. <laughs> yeah.
1: the homeless in there. Yeah, maybe. Uh, also, I wanted to say uh, for people worried about their their medical cost, I don't know if they know it, but because of Mohammed, whatever, of, that was in the White House. Of, he, wasn't, he didn't want his people to be doing abortions on the little babies that might make us a Muslim country. You can have health care if you are a religious organization that cost shares. And there are several Christian ones that really help bring down family costs through cost sharing. And there are they're Muslim ones, I'm sure, and they're, they're probably all religious ones, slowly. I know there are several Christian ones, which um, missionaries and pastors and my sister has used. You have to usually be a church goer, but it's a good pool. And mm.
4: All right. Well, hey, thanks for the yep. call. Don't be a stranger to the show. We're going to continue to pound through the phone lines here. Let's welcome Mike in Weedfield. How are you, Mike? Uh,
10: good. On uh, yesterday's Buffalo News, that's Friday, uh, February 9th, There's an article entitled Lawmakers Question Cuomo on Plans for Tax." And run, he's trying to get around the federal government, you know, how they're going to cut.
4: Sure. Well, they're going to eliminate the ability to deduct your state, the, uh, state taxes. Yep.
10: Oh, he has to get these proposals in by Thursday to the assembly and the legislature. And these are crazy proposals. While this, of course, is supposed to make up the money that the uh, feds are cutting to the state.
4: Yeah. Well, now now all the liberals are worried that the people that actually pay taxes, the, the quote, bad people, the one percenters, are actually going to leave, which they are, and they're leaving in droves.
10: He wants to create charitable organizations Mm -hmm. so that people can uh, donate money to their local school districts, and in turn, they can use that to deduct off their income taxes. The
4: the question would be, I'll have to get Esther on the show, if they do that, are we obligated to pay the state tax then? <laughs> if it's a charity, I don't like that charity. I mean, how, how's that? I want to give all my money to Mikey's way, not New York State. You're gonna.
10: <laughs> it sounds like you're gonna donate more money than you're gonna get. Ah, I mean,
4: of course we are, right? I mean, we're donating all kinds of money. Look at a state like Florida, where there's no state tax and the roads are actually good.
10: And this other proposal is really weird. I don't understand this one. Where you want to create a new payroll tax, <laughs> new tax?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He wants to shift it to the employers, yeah.
10: And, you hear that? And yep. Employers are going to... Yep. They'll
4: do everything, Mike, but except for cut expenses. He will do everything. These liberals will do everything but cut expenses. Our budget is double the size of Florida. Double the size of Florida with less people. And they will do everything but actually cut expenses. Wait, how do you
5: think that's going to work when they shift this giant burden? to t- I mean, haven't we been abused enough as <laughs> small business owners? <laughs> right, I mean, seriously, right? right. right. right? It's already we 20- have the highest unemployment rates in the country, yeah. uh, uh, we, uh, uh, tax in the country. We have the highest New York State disability in the country. We have the highest workers' comp in the country. We have the highest state income tax load in the country, outside of California. My, my favorite I mean, is, this God. is this is how
4: much of a moron he is. He says, well, we'll just shift it to the employers, and what the employers will do is they'll just reduce the salary to their employee by the equal amount. Oh, yeah, that conversation sure. will go over real well. Hey, little yeah. Billy, just so you know, I'm cutting your uh, I'm cutting your pay by 25% because uh, the state taxes are going to hit me now. That'll go over great. Uh, you know, these guys, are, they're... You, you just can't, it. no. I'll
5: tell you, here's what exactly will happen, though, is what we'll do is we'll say, okay, just like you have to volunteer to pay your taxes, you'll have to volunteer to come to work. We'll no longer be able to tell you what hours you have to work. We'll have to make you a 1099 employee <laughs> right. so that you're not on W-2 a salaried person, yep. which means you won't have workers comp, you won't have disability, yep. you won't have all these things. And if you don't show up for work, then you're not going to have a job either because you'll no longer be a, quote, subcontractor for that business. I mean, there's all kinds of ways that businesses will find ways around it. Or they will start picking up giant yeah. things like call centers and moving them to Carolina, well, that's moving where them it's to going. Tennessee, yeah. moving them to Texas, yep.
4: moving them to
5: uh, India or other right. places like that. The, the only reason people will be left
4: is because they will be forced to stay here because they won't be able to sell their homes. I mean, that's really it.
10: What he needs to do is, for years we know him, how it doesn't mention anything about cutting, like, like no. the, you know, no, no. do you
4: know there's a huge percentage of the welfare checks that actually get cashed outside of the state? They don't even live here. And these people in Albany are such morons, they won't even look at it.
10: There's no residency. You can come in here from...
4: No, you can come in here. You fly in here. You hop in in a car, by the way, that New York State pays for, to bring you to the agency to sign up for welfare. You get back in the car. You go back to the airport and fly down and get your check for welfare. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. Hey, All thanks for the call, Mike. you and me. Thanks Keep, for the call. Yep. Uh, let's continue to go. We've got a special guest coming in at 2.30. We're going to talk a little bit of identity theft here, so I want to continue to go through the phone calls here. Vicky, how are you? Vicki in Strikersville.
2: Hey, good. How are you? Good. Good. I, I want to preface this by saying that I, I'm a very conservative Republican. However, on you guys talking about the windmills, I live out in Strikersville, New York, and my house faces those windmills. And I got to tell you, we don't have town taxes because of those windmills, number one. Number two, those windmills saved so many farmers out here from going bankrupt. And my husband was a, a real estate agent. And you can't believe how many people wanted property with windmills on.
4: Well, I will tell you this. I don't live out there, but you're the first one that lives out there that called and said they're happy with them. Ever. Ever. Well, and <laughs> I've never We literally of, have just yeah, had yeah. 7 calls here and every one of them did not say that.
2: I know, I've been listening. And and I got really fired up about it because I don't really think that they're ugly. Personally, and I got to tell you, the cows don't seem to mind them out
4: here. Well, the cows—I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous, right? Cows don't mind them. They <laughs> I got to tell you, I just personally, Vicky, I think they are ugly. I think they totally destroy the landscape.
2: You have every right to think that. The thing is, I'm—I'm—I'm is I'm, I'm an avid hunter as well. Yeah. Avid outdoors person, and they really don't bother me. Yeah. I think there is a. I think there is a purpose and a place for them. I am all for coal energy. I am all for oil and offshore drilling.
4: I, I we, we don't don't, don't mis, mis, misunderstand us. We think there is a, po- a purpose of if they work and people want them. I guess you're the first, though, that has called here today out of Strikersville because other people have called, and nobody has said they're not paying taxes out of that. I don't know where you get that. we got to take a quick break. I'm going to put you on hold here. Uh, News Radio 930, WBN. All righty, welcome back, News Radio 930, WBEN, Mike Lomas, Glomwigal Financial Guys. Holly Hubert in studio with us. We're going to talk about uh, cybercrime a little bit here, but I'm going to clean up the phones. Is that good with you, Holly? Thanks for spending some time with us.
11: Absolutely. I uh, appreciate
4: it. First time on radio?
11: Um, no, I've done it a few times. With oh, okay, FBI. nothing
4: to be nervous about. <laughs> We're the number one show in this whole town, 50, 60, 100,000 people listening, nothing to be nervous about. No problem. <laughs> I told Holly during the break, I said, look, at, there's absolutely no way you could say anything that would put you in a position of not being great because Glenn and I have basically... Done it all. We've screwed yeah, up we've so many darn really times low. over 20 years that there's absolutely nothing yeah. you could screw up that we haven't already done. So, so you have set
5: the bar so low you could just tiptoe right <laughs> over. That's it. That's, that's, it. that's <laughs> it. That's it.
4: And I think that's why WBN has kept us around because we were so bad 20 years ago that we actually slowly started to get a little better. And that's so right. when you move from like out of a scale of 1 to 10 from like a 1 to 3 – Everybody's like, yep. look at these guys. Look at the improvement. Well,
5: see, we've, we've paced ourselves. It's 1 to 1.1, <laughs> 1.2, 1.3. Now we're like 5.8-ish. I mean. yeah. we, we still have some upside to go. That's right. In okay okay common, common core that. math, that Pace puts us at a 12. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's well, common core math. The tortoise. like the tortoise. We're the tortoise. This that's right.
4: Uh, so, Holly, we're going to talk about cybercrime. Let me just clean up the phone lines real quick, okay? Vicky, I'll just give you the final thought here. Thank you for calling in, by the way.
2: No problem.
4: Yeah. So, Vicky, do me a favor. Why don't you call into our office 633-1515, Because I really we didn't want it to be a windmill show. We had somebody call in before, and I said, "Hey, call in." stage, but call in. I'd love to have you on the show for a longer period. Okay, so we could talk more about it.
5: All right, I will do that. Six
4: three three fifteen fifteen. All right, cool.
5: You got All it. right, thanks. All right, let's to bring her on and uh, and Mark on. And have yeah, them, uh, yeah.
4: And I don't even think it's a debate. It's like let's really figure out the bottom line with some of this stuff. Kathy in yeah. Somerset, how are you, Kathy?
1: Uh, I'm fine, but my blood's boiling. I heard the last caller. <laughs> I had to leave a beautiful hundred-acre farm. I know I've told you before. I won't be really long, but the noise that those things make are terrible. And the fact that she was uh, talking so well about him, I'm wondering if she might not have signed a good neighbor clause with the wind company.
4: Mm. Uh,
1: if they put them too close to somebody's house, they pay the people to promote them. And it, and it is. Ah. And the other thing, Sheldon is starting to pay town taxes. They only, they only uh, pay a 10th of your tax bill and the, and not uh, uh, in Orangeville, where I came from is is starting to uh, yeah, actually they're suing the wind company because they yeah. haven't fixed the roads in the Orangeville Wind turbines are breaking. They're constantly.
4: Yeah. Uh, they pay a tenth of your taxes, and your property values have dropped by seventy-five percent. That's exactly right? what I was going to say. <laughs> it's So funny, we share the same brain. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Kathy. The Appreciate call. the call. All right, we're going to just pound through these here. John and Rod Tester, how are you? Quick.
12: Hey, Glenn and Mike, I'm doing good. You know, it's ironic. I'm, I'm not against uh,
9: solar and wind, but it's ironic that I think I heard one of your callers say that they hit a tear down seven acres of, of land yes with trees
4: right
7: trees and uh, trees yeah. are are our friends right. <laughs> right
4: right 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 <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the biggest defense against global warming right they're the, not
5: even selling a the lumber they're just clear cutting throwing it a chip or shredder and leaving it right there yeah but that's, it's okay
4: John strange. in the name of a windmill it's fine but if you wanted well, to set up a 711 11 no way! Yeah, yep. so
5: we gotta we gotta burn this whole forest down in the name of the environment yes. so that we don't have global warming. It's the most preposterous thing, right? Yeah, and the biggest
4: not only aesthetic. I'm gonna start blaming the windmill factories on this freezing cold winter we've had here. That's that's the problem.
9: <laughs> but more, more important than that is trees take
12: uh, carbon dioxide to make oxygen. Yes,
4: and guess what? They're way more pretty than a stupid looking windmill. So, yep.
12: Come on, that's it's un- unbelievable.
4: Yeah, I yeah, agree. So I
5: wonder. I wonder if like, uh, how, so which which reduces carbon more, right? Right. Uh, do, does Wh- whacking out seven
4: hundred acres of uh...
5: yeah? So what's the <laughs> offset there? I'd love to see some some physicist <laughs> or some environmentalist or somebody come up with we'll, the math on that to say we'll call Andrew this week.
4: We'll get Andrew on well, the show this but seriously, week. Seriously. No. Like how uh, much, absolutely. How much
5: does a windmill produce energy-wise that is not being used for natural gas or coal yeah. or something like that? How much? And how much carbon dioxide would that have put in? The air. How much is it saving versus how much would the trees have absorbed anyways that you just cut down? Yeah.
4: By the way, a text just came in. I also live in Strikersville. Just paid one thousand nine hundred three dollars in land taxes on my property assessed at one hundred twenty-seven thousand. So, Vicky, I really hope you call me six three three fifteen fifteen during the week so we can get you on. But I do have this smelly, stinky feeling that you're involved with these windmills some way, shape, or form. John, thanks for the call, buddy. You're uh, you're going to be joining us in the next few weeks here with uh, live in studio, right?
12: Yeah, I'll be there, guys. All right, sounds good. Sounds Let
4: me good. Uh, just wrap up. David here in Toronto real quickly because we're going to switch topics. David, how are you?
12: Yeah, I've got two things for you.
4: Oh, our electric nice. car friend, David. How are you, buddy? Did you buy one yet?
12: The first thing is that nobody would Did you
4: buy one yet, David? Did you get your electric <laughs> car yet?
12: What has the electric car to do with it?
4: Well, that was, remember, you called a few weeks ago where everybody should be driving electric cars, you remember? Yes. And, and Glenn asked you which one you drove, and you didn't have one?
12: No, I still don't have one. Oh, okay. Just curious. Tell us about the windmills. Tell us about the windmills now. Uh, Quickly, please. Let's get to the point.
4: Yeah, let's get to the point.
12: That why, Mister the the Secretary of uh, uh, who that Uh, Energy Secretary exempted Florida from uh, offshore drilling.
4: What what did he say? I'm Uh, sorry.
5: Energy Secretary. You mean um, what's his name out of Texas? Number two. This issue of I didn't catch number one. I didn't catch
4: number one, David. I have no idea what you just said.
12: Something about offshore drilling. I didn't find All right, that let's that, go to number sorry. two. Florida has been exempted from offshore drilling. There will be no offshore drilling in near Florida coastal areas. Okay. All right, why? Number one. Number two, give me a proof that somebody cut 700 acres of trees to put a wind farm.
4: Well, I, we, first of all, we this is not a wind farm show, so... But these people, well, well listen, David, you're asking me, somebody called in and said that. And I just said, look it, we we'll try to reach out to Vicky and try to get the information so we can have a show on windmills and figure it out, right?
12: Please find out where it happened. And, but, but, nobody in his right mind would cut 700 acres of trees to put a wind
5: Well, Nobody said Como was in his right mind. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you're moving way right. too fast, buddy. Right. Nobody said that Como was in his right mind by right. any stretch. But I appreciate your comments.
4: Thanks for the call, David. All right,
5: we'll talk to you. Yeah. Listen, we'll do a whole show. I, I Absolutely. Swear. We'll, do a, we'll promise. We'll, bring we'll try to get some pros and cons we'll on. We'll get Ricky. everybody on. Yep. Yeah, we'll get some information yep. on it. We'll get some background yep. material. We'll do a whole show on it, I promise. Absolutely.
4: We're going to switch gears here. Just tuning in, Mike Lomas, Glen Wiggle Financial Guys. By the way, if you need us throughout the week, folks, I understand tons of volatility out there. We did two shows this week on Sandy Beach, all about the markets. We brought a charter financial analyst on, John Thur, part of our team. You need us, 633-1515. Use us as a resource. Holly Hubert in studio with us. Holly, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your business.
11: Oh, so, I just started. I well, tell us a little about your background. Yeah, sorry. I just retired from the FBI after 25 years. Awesome. Oh, it's, It was a blessed, amazing ride. And I started up a cybersecurity company.
4: Can I ask you, you've been the FBI for how long? 25. You look like you're 28 years old.
11: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is, how does this is why my family loves your business. <laughs> I'm
4: mean, no, always, <laughs> I, you know, i always intrigued by people that look so young because I have tried everything, and I just continue to look older and older and older. <laughs> older really? and older. I, maybe, I don't know. Every time I, I try to look you younger, I try to work out. I try to look out. And I Seriously, I'm at the gym. I'm on the treadmill, and I, I, I get there. I look in the mirror. And by the time I'm leaving, I have more gray hair than when I got there. Yeah. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> like, forget it. So I
5: just walked by the gym. I don't even bother going. <laughs> it's, it's a lost cause. For All me. right.
4: So, so 25 years <laughs> of the FBI, and then you retired. Yes. And you, so, well, tell us about your your business.
11: I started a cybersecurity consultancy, and it's a full-service cybersecurity and risk mitigation business. We do all things cyber.
4: It's really amazing how everything is moving in that direction. It It really is. is. You look at retail, Right and the struggle that some of these big box stores are having, where you know, just the old school days of even the people that said, ah, "I'm not going to buy online," I got to see it. They're buying online. Absolutely, you know, I right. find and myself. getting hacked. It's yeah. not
5: just the businesses; it's the Social Security Administration, it's the FBI yeah. in some cases. It's I mean, it's, it's some of
4: the businesses that are
11: supposed to be protecting us. Absolutely, it's <laughs> true. <Right>? Yeah, <laughs> it's the credit a, the credit monitoring it's agency. It's right. really craziness. Yeah, it's a it's a an ever increasing threat and it's a global threat. It affects businesses, people, individuals. Um, it's, it, there's millions and millions of dollars invested every year for prevention measures, and I say this is an 85% business. No yeah. matter what we do to mitigate a risk, yeah. you still are exposed to something, because you have to think about all the people that are in the glo- all over the globe yeah. that are staying up all night to get into your yep. financial yeah, it's, guy's network.
4: Yeah, that's a great point. It's, you know, it's funny, it's not like, so the old school days I had this retail shop And I'm worried that somebody's going to break in the window. I'm worried that somebody's going to try to pick the lock, right?
11: Exactly.
4: They could be coming from Indonesia.
11: That's exactly right. right. And you you can't really track always where people come from because they IP hop around the globe and then commit a hack. And it's very, very difficult for law enforcement to to, uh, uh, arrest people. And so it's not really a law enforcement solution. You don't really see cyber criminals going to jail often enough. Yeah, you know, no, you definitely I mean, don't. we have perpetrators in foreign countries so the best we can do as Americans and, and, and as American businesses is protect ourselves so our best defense is a good offense, we yeah. need to protect and harden ourselves against a threat
5: and you're starting a perfect business at the perfect time because a lot of the, in our business a lot of the regulatory agencies like FINRA are starting to mandate uh, cyber testing, cyber security uh, we have to do penetration testing every year we have done that for the last several years um, and so you know we're constantly testing our systems. Doesn't mean, as you said, anything is perfect. I mean, we so far, knock on wood, have been uh, have been fortunate enough not to have had any issues. But when you look at the places that they're getting into, Experian, right, the the credit reporting agency. Yeah. So, Security Administration, uh, the the elections, the state election. Uh, 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 whatever. Uh, uh, booze or criteria, whatever. So it's the just the
4: DMV. Oh no, no, that was no. <laughs> that was the Democrat Party. Sorry. Yeah, By that's... the way, Holly's views do not represent the views of us. So I don't want to bring or Holly vice into this. Versa. Really vice <laughs> versa. The,
5: the, the views of the financial guys do not reflect the views of Holly. Yes, that's right. <laughs> well,
4: you haven't heard mine yet, so maybe they do. <laughs> maybe they do. That's right. That's right. Um, tell us. Give us a fifty thousand foot view. If I'm a small business owner, maybe some of the stuff I should be doing to protect myself.
11: Oh, great question. Um, the first thing we do is a comprehensive risk assessment. When you walk into any business, you should have a baseline of what you have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's kind of two problems in in IT. Most businesses here that are small and medium outsource their IT. So, when you outsource your IT for business reasons, they're paid to keep your, get your computer assets working to achieve your company mission. Often those businesses don't have a cybersecurity expertise or nex- nexus, so you really got to look for that. And so make
4: sure. that's a great point. So you're outsourcing stuff, mm-hmm. thinking, "Well, I'm going to be more
11: efficient. I'm mm-hmm. going to send this over here." Mm-hmm. But you don't know what their, you know, their plan is, right? You really don't. You really don't. So it does behoove you to bring in someone that's a consultant that will do a risk assessment and. Some of these words are starting to get convoluted in the practice of cybersecurity. Some people call it vulnerability scanning and a risk assessment. They're two different things. And uh, so the first thing we do is a NIST base, which is the National Institute of Standards and Technology, uh-huh. Department of Homeland Security's mission is to make sure that this template is scalable and flexible for businesses. So my company, we built a proprietary tool using the NIST. Um, standards and framework and we put in extra measures that we control for and so it's a little less than 300 data points actually so we go into a company and from A to Z assess what they have and then there's a conversation with the business owner you have this risk and here's how much it'll cost to mitigate the risk so you're either gonna transfer it by getting insurance for that risk or you'll invest the money in your business to mitigate the risk yeah and we just go through a line
4: yeah, and you think about—I it, I mean, you know—I don't think a lot of people actually show up Monday through Friday. Rightfully so, right? You know, you're running your business. You want to grow your business. You want to—you want to worry about you know making sure that payroll's good and all these other little details. But I'll tell you what—you you, know—you get whacked, and and you know that's a big deal. It yeah. can be a big deal, right? I mean, I know Target is a big name, right? Target got hit. I tell you, a lot of people were saying, oh, "I'm not going to shop at Target." And I'm sure a lot of people end up going back to Target. But still, that's a big number at the end of the day to get a, you know, whack to think that my information may have been compromised. And I got to tell you, I think twice before I walk back in that place.
11: That's absolutely yep. right. The damage to your brand is incredible, and that, me as a business owner, that's the thing I worry about most mm-hmm. is the damage to my brand that I got hacked. I've been dealing, as you know, there's the New York State Department of Financial Services regulation, Mm -hmm. and everybody has a a February 15th deadline to certify compliance per Glenn's point. And um, so everybody has to go in and certify that they've done all these best practices in cybersecurity. And a lot of insurance companies are saying, well, I have cyber insurance, (laughs) so I'll just transfer the risk. But I, I worry about my brand that's right I wouldn't want anybody to know right. that I yeah. got hacked and I compromised my precious clients their data yeah I
4: mean how would you even measure that right I mean how would you what what kind of a policy could you buy? That could bring your reputation back, right?
11: You get that, right?
4: That's huge. Let's take a quick break. All right, real quick break. Frank, it was a good quick break. Uh, we'll come back. we got Holly Hubert. Uh, we're talking cybercrime. By the way, what's your number? If we have small businesses out there that need your help or medium-sized, large businesses? 550-6145. 550 We do have a few minutes left, so if you want to hop on board, eight zero three zero nine three zero 930 star 930 on a cell phone, and 1-800-616-9236. Mike Financial Guys. We'll be back. All righty, a few minutes left in today's show. Mike Lomas, Gunwiggle Financial Guys. Look, folks, I know it's been choppy out there. This is the place where money meets politics. We were on uh, filling in for the great Sandy Beach twice this week. I, I think Sandy felt great, but he sounded horrible. Uh, so we had the opportunity. <laughs> the voice, to, the voice. The voice, yeah. No, of course, everybody assumes that. We know Sandy's the... Uh, He's he's the— Three-time Hall of Famer. Yeah. Great, great,
5: great great Sandy Beach. The great, great— That that voice thing's been going on all over the country. It's not just the Western New York thing. We have business partners in Florida, in California, in Toledo, in Texas. Yep. I talk to them. We both talk to them all throughout the week. And, you know, somebody in every single office has that same hacking, coughing— you know, yeah. losing their voice. Knock on woods. Buffalo
4: office here has been pretty tough. So, knock uh, on wood. I think it's so cold lately, though, that everybody's just frozen. Every germ is and frozen. We, <laughs> and we quarantine people when they come and say, <laughs> It's as soon true. They sneeze like, Get out. Right. Get out. Get out of here. Get <laughs> out of here. Home. Lock your door. Get the lights all out. Spray them down. <laughs> Uh, so, just tuning in, Mike Lomaskovigal. Like, Look, you need us throughout the week, folks. You want to interview our team? 633 1515, 633 1515. Put a plan in place. You know, that's what we do with our clients. We walk them through a homework process. And we did it when we put together a plan, uh, assuming, understanding, knowing that volatility is going to happen. But when it does happen, it's got to be your friend. So, 633 1515 use us as a resource like us on Facebook. A lot of the stuff we talk about we post to our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at finguys and our website thefinancialguys.com. Don't forget the T H E. If you have specific financial questions, Holly Hubert in studio with us. We're talking a little bit of cyber crime. We've been talking about businesses. You talked about a 300 point plan that you walk people through. Um, where does a business or a company start? I mean, I think I think sometimes, you know, as a business owner, You know, some of this stuff, you just, you know, almost like going to the dentist. It's like, I got to do it, I got to do it, I got to do it. But uh, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. And tomorrow might be too late, right? I mean, you know, this might be a little bit bigger than a cavity. Yeah. (laughs) So that's right. So where do you start? From a business owner, where do I start?
11: Great question. There's there's three, right in front of us now, three major, major threats. One is ransomware. We hear about it every day. We recently had a local attack of a hospital that was victimized with ransomware. So what do you do with ransomware? Um, Merck, the pharmaceutical, they had a three hundred. They reported a three hundred and seventy-five million dollar loss because of a ransomware attack. Wow. So that's the magnitude of the problem on one organization. So, so step there. Ransomware. Explain what that is. Ransomware is when you're um, usually it's done through a malicious email where an employee unknowingly attacks on an attachment and it releases a payload which is malicious code, and it literally um, uh, uh, encrypts your entire system so the entire your entire network all, one email all the endpoints yes. could do this yep, one email yep it, yep it starts an encryption pattern and then it just swims sometimes it gets to even your online backups so that's a whole other thing to think about where are your backups so when you have a an, an encrypted attack caused by a ransomware sometimes people are extorted they want bitcoin <laughs> the bad guys want Bitcoin, so the businesses yeah. have to make a decision. Now, in the FBI, we recommend you never pay because when you pay, yeah. that's, that's that means that's a crime, fr- a criminal framework that works. Yeah. So we right. don't want it to work. And we never pay terrorists.
4: Yeah. Yeah, and absolutely,
11: you're 100 percent right in in the well, United at States. Time, really. We, we <laughs> well, it pay. What was that one time, just Obama? At one did. Time. Yeah, <laughs> that one time. Yeah. That one time, <laughs> <laughs> paid to get our, our people back. to that, that was it. A- <laughs> organizationally, in the United States, we actually pay more than Europe and other parts of the country. And so we have a bigger problem here huh. because we panic and we pay. Wow. But it, it is actually, I hate to use the word easy, mm-hmm. but it is a problem that's really easily mitigated. Wow. And, you, and you have to plan. It's all in, remember I said the best offense is, is, your, is your best defense? Yeah. So you really have to have a full court press in your business continuity planning. You should practice for a ransomware attack. Attacks like any cyber attack, be it ransomware or a business email compromise or even an insider type of threat, it's the new normal. Wow, It's the new normal in so the era that we So when you go in.
4: into a business, is that part of the agenda? Like, hey, look, we're going to sit down, we're going to talk about some of this stuff, we're going to talk about A, if something like this does happen, B, here's the game plan.
11: Absolutely. So that 300-point data point plan that I talk about that I measure for, mm-hmm. much of the measurements are around how do you plan and are you prepared to plan. If you have no plan in place, at the end of the day, the end of that risk assessment, that's going to be a very, very high risk. So then we'll sit down with a business owner and say, we can help you put together a business continuity plan uh, and, and also a disaster recovery plan and also an incident re- response plan. Those are really three different things, but you have to prepare. Hmm. And so the first thing we would do is test your backups. How do you do backups? A lot of companies don't even do backups. Hmm. A lot of companies put backups online, but the online backups aren't secure enough. So we recommend online backups and offline, like a disaster, plan B backup. Wow. Having like a full backup every week that's offline. Wow. Huh. So then your like data like can be... Like
5: a drive that you're taking out and taking with you.
11: That's basically. right. That's right. Exactly. Interesting.
4: Unreal. Wow. $375 million just for Merck. Sorry, Glenn, I yeah, you Well,
5: I was going to say, there's some low-tech things, too. Like, we just came up with a new cybersecurity policy with our broker-dealer, and I was surprised that one of the things, not surprised, but... One of the things they emphasized was simply having good solid passwords on your own computers, right so that you know after hours that that unscrupulous you know cleaning person can't you know get into your system and start pulling out social security numbers right yeah uh, that's- well, sometimes there's low tech things too that you guys can- yeah
4: or even i and I know we've done this where we have uh, the front desk I mean as simple as the front desk in a company calling and somebody calling and just saying, "Hey, I need this information right." Uh, I know that's part of our security policy is we actually have random callers that we just you know we're trying to do whatever we can to be way ahead of the curve but uh, simple as the front desk could cause a lot of problems.
11: You're exactly right that would be a social engineering attack what we call somebody that tries to manipulate someone in an office whether they're at the front desk or they're a line employee. Um, for giving up corporate information on corporate security policies. So that would be a social engineering attack and that's a number that's another really big thing that I recommend for companies is to have employee training to train employees on what to look for especially with nefarious looking emails. Some of them are so good you can't tell if it's really an email that came from KeyBank
4: Wow. But it so, might
11: be a disguised email, and it forces people to put their banking credentials in. in I,
4: right. I know this is a dumb question, but it, it, you, you know, with all your years in the FBI, I mean, don't you just wonder, like, what are these creeps out there—if they just put their knowledge to good use?
11: I've wondered in a lot of ways. If you're
4: that bright <laughs> to be able to do some of this stuff, can't you just go get a tech job and do something good for humanity? <laughs> just so frustrating.
11: You, you're right, but and you know, it's 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 nation states what we're up against now too, because this is so. Lucrative yeah. as a crime problem, ransomware alone makes so much money. It's a it's a four billion dollar a year um,
0: um, wow. crime problem.
11: I mean, the financial impact globally is four billion dollars just of ransomware. Wow! So you have to think that it's not just the person in Russia that's in their mother's basement that's trying to hack into the financial guys. Yeah, it's nation states. It's it's North Korea. It's China. Right. It's, it's Russia. That's what we're up against. N-
4: now, I know we only have a few minutes left, but we talked about companies. What about the individual? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. just the person who's on the computer all the time.
11: Great, you know, great question. Coming
4: home, you're home late at night, or maybe you're doing your bills on your computer, right? Pretty common now.
11: Yeah, it absolutely is, and I think most people have home wireless networks, and they probably should be very careful about how they set those up. Years ago, when you'd go to the store and buy a modem to hook up to your cable or however your internet comes into your house, mm-hmm. those used to be set to default to off. So no security filtering whatsoever because the manufacturers just wanted it to work plug and play. Yeah. So now they're a little better, but you kind of have to read the uh, instructions and make sure you're selecting um, advanced I- encryption and you're you're really positioning yourself at home to be a little bit hard. So I also tell people make sure you have you invest the twenty nine dollars a year. To have McAfee or Norton or whatever your your fancy is with regard to virus uh, yeah. scanning software, it's a really important tool, yeah. and you have to make sure that your uh, home computers are patching. But and even you're getting some updates. of that,
4: you've got to be careful, of, right? Like some of these scumbags will make it look like it's antivirus software That's right? true. when it's really not even. It's
11: true you have to be careful about the free stuff and the free downloads. Yeah. So I mean, I, I always stick with the name brand. Yeah. Right. Um,
5: I like to leave my network wide open so my neighbors could use it. <laughs> that's, that's probably a bad idea. I'm guessing, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> i just trying to be neighborly. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Family.
4: Just yeah, anybody down the street can use your network. Just tune in, right? <laughs> uh, we'll give you a, a few more tips here. I know we only got a few uh, a minute or two left here. Any more tips for the, for the everyday person sitting, coming home, doing their bills online? Uh, you said passwords before. Anything other, other tips that we can take advantage of?
11: Yeah, complex passwords even at home. You yeah. Complex passwords at work greater than fifteen characters. Yeah. So
4: passwords probably not good? One, two, three, four, yeah. no?
11: Password's not good. Uh the name has probably been used a lot, so <laughs> you don't want to use that. But um make sure make sure that your modem is up to date because a lot of people have bought they bought one ten years ago and it it, it won't have the best encryption. Features to it, yeah. so you kind of have to upgrade your hardware. And all that now and stuff's again. not
4: really that expensive, right? It's I mean, not when the anymore. overall scheme of things, not. especially for the amount
11: that you're using your computer, it's not, right? Not, so not. And at home, your identity stolen or
5: something like yeah. that, that's for sure.
11: A hundred percent. I worry about that as the home. My biggest risk at home is my own financial data. A spill of my own financial data, and, yeah. and uh, you know, identity theft from my family and my friends that communicate with me on the computer. So yeah. I worry about spilling other people's information just from home. Yeah. So and we should. We all have cell phones that auto connect. Some people have them set to auto connect yeah. to Wi-Fi. So you right. walk through an airport, and now you're on the Buffalo Niagara Airport open Wi-Fi. That's not a good thing. So you should set your cell phone to not automatically connect to free public Wi-Fi. Wow! And, oh.
4: you, and you do you know? How, I mean, as you know, do it. Do you know how many people do that? Of course you do, right? Well, that's crazy. That's people, everybody does that.
11: People do it. Everybody does it. I yeah. think that um, the new version of the new OS of Apple defaults to off, so it doesn't auto connect. You have to set the setting to auto connect. So that actually helps the conversation because wow. most people just don't know. Yeah. But you have to be careful with uh, Wi-Fi. Only well, use secure Wi-Fi.
4: I, one, one more time, your phone number. I'm sorry. I'm, even, I'm looking at you. I'm so intrigued by this. It's, we're we're done. <laughs> All right, well, Holly, the phone number one more time.
11: Five
4: five zero six one four five. Five five zero six one four five. Yes, Al Huber, Thank awesome. You so we got to get you. you back in for a whole show. Thank you. That'd be great. All right, Mike Lomas Clem Wiggle, 633-1515. three fifteen fifteen. We'll see you next week.